Welcome to the Can I Kick It podcast with your host Showtime and the dope chick East Rock. Now go ahead, enjoy your music. I know what you're saying. Hey, what up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Can I Kick It podcast. It's your host Showtime along with the lovely, luscious, uh, loquacious, uh, living large East Rock. What up? What up, though? Ain't nothing. So, we are back again. It's been a long time, so I guess we got to kind of explain uh, our absence and explain where we've been for these last couple of weeks. Uh, let's just start by saying June is always like the craziest month in the world for us. The most hectic month of the year. Yeah. I think this particular June might have been the busiest month ever of my life. You know, for everybody who doesn't know, you know, we got three June birthdays in our house, uh, myself, East Rock, and then our daughter needs in the trap. We also were in Philly. We took a road trip to Philly. For the Roots picnic. For the Roots picnic. And there was just a whole lot of things going on. So honestly, we didn't really have a lot of time to record the podcast. But we are back and, uh, you know, just ready to kick off another dope episode for the people and give the people what they want. So I got a lot of things in store for this episode, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to discuss. So I guess without any further ado, uh, what you want to kick it off with new releases or somewhat new releases? I know. We definitely don't have time to run back over all the new releases since our last episode, but I feel like... We have to go over at least... Some of the notable joints. Right. Okay, I'm with it. So I kind of think maybe we'll just go backwards. Like, we'll start with the most current and go backwards. All right, that's cool. So, uh, Khaled just came out. Grateful. Khaled, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grateful came out. What did you think of Grateful? I think... Here's my problem with Khaled now. Khaled is at the point where every song that he drops is, like, almost a radio record. So the first nine songs on Grateful, I had already heard um, because they're, like, radio records. Of course... Uh, Wild Things is a radio record. I'm the One is a radio record. Um, uh, Shining is a radio record. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm going through it, I'm like, uh, I've heard this. Uh, I've heard that. They're all great songs. Um, but as a whole, I would say I don't like this album better than the last album, which was the drum with I Got the Keys and all of those. I don't like this one better than that. But, okay. you know, it's cool. I feel exactly the same about this one as I did did the the last last one. one. Right, which you didn't care about the last one, so. Well, I wouldn't even say that. There were maybe two, three, maybe four joints that I actually liked. Mm Mm-hmm. And the rest was, you know, it was fine. Right. Like, I totally, I don't like the Nas song on this album. I feel like uh, they did Nas a disservice. Again, like, it's the second time <laughs> we've heard Nas on the record, and it's been somewhat mediocre, and I'm getting tired of it. You, you know? like Nas' album done? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, see, yeah, I, I love Nas' album done, but oh. the second time I was talking about, the first time I was talking about, Are you the, talking about the Ross, Ross record. Right, okay. right, right. So right. this is the second time in a row they've kind of done Nas a disservice. Nas' album done is a good song. Right. Uh, the Ross, the, the song with Ross is a good song. I just don't like the beat. Uh, I think it's the worst song on Ross's tape. I think we disagreed about that. But we did. What's new? Right. <laughs> For the Khaled record, I just, you know, I can take it or leave it. But I will say two good things about it. Uh, one, the little like dedication interlude where he's talking to his son mm-hmm. made me tear up. Oh, gosh. Like, so precious. Just, oh, I'll always be there for you. Right. You're my son. I'm not crying over the DJ, DJ Khaled. Like, <laughs> nah, it's there's nothing so that DJ Khaled could ever say that can make me cry. Little Unless, children of color, it's just, there's just never enough. 
of that love. Unless we're talking about like crying and laughter because he's so funny, <laughs> especially like I watched a video of him doing like a salsa dance with his wife on stage. It's the funniest thing that I saw on Instagram this week. Like The second good thing I'll say about it is that it's a good compromise album if you are in the vicinity of or maybe traveling with teenagers. I can agree with that. Yeah, because, yeah. We put the, uh, I put the clean album on for Knees in the Trap. Yeah. The clean version. And um, it, it's definitely a good compromise because there are songs up there that I like. Like, I like the fatherhood song, like the alphabet song with him and, I think it's him and Chance, Chance. maybe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's, it's like a, it's like a kid-friendly uh, yeah. nursery rhyme joint. I like that. She and I had a quick road trip, and it was a good compromise because there were all of her favorite, <laughs> all mm-hmm. her favorites made an appearance. Right. She heard some Migos. Right, right, right. You know. So, moving on, um, nothing new, but there was the Purple Rain Deluxe uh, reissue that came out so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my vinyl lovers picked that up and it's also available on all the streaming apps mm-hmm. uh, with some uh, previously unreleased songs now just to clarify we're talking purple rain prince not future sir i'm i'm just saying future's <laughs> purple rain is on vinyl also there so is no other purple rain let's let's not <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing that out there just, I'm, I'm clarifying talking about the purple rain oh okay Okay. Just for clarification. Don't ever. Okay. Don't ever in your life. Um, the purple ring. Oh, okay. Are we clear? Got it. I would never. <laughs> Got it. He could never. I mean, you've been riding with knees in the trap. I don't know what you could be into these days. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, two chains. I haven't listened to it yet. I heard good things about pretty, pretty girls, girls like trap. trap music. Yeah. I mean, I like two chains. He, you know. I think I've said before, he, I, I can listen to 2 Chainz. True. Um, it's not anything I'm going to bump on a regular basis. You listen to it? I listen to it. Okay. I listen to it. Um, it's not anything. It's I like 2 Chainz on stuff. I don't know that I really want to listen to the whole 2 Chainz album mm-hmm. repeatedly. But it didn't bother me. I've heard good things about it. You know, I, I think it was good enough. And I, I wouldn't say that it there was anything wrong with it. It just, you know, my taste is a little different. Yeah, and I think I like what I see with the good folks at Def Jam are doing with his, um, like, his marketing. Like that. Well, the title doing. is genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, of yeah. course, every girl that wants to be considered pretty will right. buy the record. Yeah, and they, they, they set up, like, a little uh, trap house out in Atlanta, and they made it into, like, a nail salon. Mm. And they gave away like free manicures and pedicures to promote mm-hmm. the album like the first couple of days that it was out. So I thought that was genius. And he has like Pretty Girls Love trap music merch, which I think is super genius. Yeah, I, um, I will definitely give him that. That's a yeah. genius title. Um, Now, the release that I was so excited about and that I was waiting for and that definitely lived up. Big Boy Boomiverse. Oh, okay. Boomiverse <laughs> is so good. Oh. Wait a minute. Don't do that. No, nah, I just said okay. Chuckle, that little chuckle, don't nah, do that. No, I just that. said okay, you got it. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it's no secret that I probably will never listen to a Big Boy solo album, so I'm going to let you have it. Well, first of all, that's unprofessional because we have a podcast <laughs> here where you are obligated to do just that. Oh. So, thanks for being unprepared, but Boomiverse uh, is excellent. Boomiverse is a perfect name for it because it's a really, uh, I don't know, the songs almost sound kind of celestial. Uh, I'm really into I don't know it. what that means. Are they from outer space or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's serious. What does that mean? The oh, songs the sound celestial? They they have a celestial sound to them. Explain that. Break that down. What does that mean? Like of the stars. Like it How does something sound like they're of the stars? You would have to hear it, wouldn't you? Oh. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm just asking for like a breakdown. Like it's, it has. If you knew, if you heard it, because if you, if you tell me about. something that sounds like it's from, it's of the stars. I think of like one of those therapeutic joints that you listen to when you go to sleep. Like, is that what you're saying? Like, that's nature, right? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh. First of all, the stars are of nature. What are you talking about? First of all, <laughs> my recommendation to mm. you would be to go ahead and actually listen to it. So well, then you can tell come me back what celestial like, means. Like, break it down. I, I already did. You said of the stars. That doesn't mean anything. You though. have I don't to get hear it. it. I don't understand. Okay, give me another album it that's celestial you, so I can kind of compare it, it to. Uh, maybe Galactica. Who? Big Crit. Anyone? Oh, I thought it was a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that you're, was a video game. You're so fired. <laughs> you okay? Uh, you, you, sir. Battlestar Galactica is that what it is? No. Oh, I've no idea what you're talking about right it's, now, bro. It's Catalactica, actually. But oh, see, you don't even got the title right. It's Catalactica. Oh, see, Catalactica. Now I know I what you're talking about. I was trying to yeah. relate for you, Galactica, Catalactica, right? Catalactica. Yeah, that's it. Southern Playalistic Catalacta. That one? Is Catalactica. That? That's what I said. All right. <laughs> anyway, I suggest that you uh, listen to it. Um, it's really, really good. Thoughts? Nah. <laughs> I haven't heard it, so I don't have any thoughts. I'll take your word for it. Well, first of all, the singles that dropped are everything. All the Purple Ribbon All-Stars on it? Sir. You asked if I had thoughts. <laughs> I want to know all the, is the just, Purple Ribbon. Just ride shotgun and silence then. All right, I ain't going to say nothing else about um, Galactica. Kill, I mean, you're familiar with Kill Jill, I hope. Who? Kill Jill, like one of my favorite releases of the year so far. Nah. So Kill Jill with uh, Jeezy and Killer Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said it like that's going to change my mind. Like, I still <laughs> haven't heard of it. Like Kill Jill is my favorite song released this year. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe my favorite song released this year. It's okay. so good. But anyway, uh, Snoop like, yeah. is on there. With Jeezy and Killer Mike? Like, no. Gucci Man is on <laughs> that's there. That's not going to change my mind. I'm continuing. All right, go ahead. Um, like, you know Mike. Corrupt is Mike, on there. Mike, Mike. Big face Mike. <laughs> and let me just say also, Currency is on there. Uh, let me also say, Killer Mike really brings a certain energy to a song. Okay. Uh, when I'm going through songs that he's on now, and then even when I go back to like, I have this Southern playlist that's really banging. Even when I go back to um, like Bone Crusher, like Killer Mike just brings a certain, uh, just a certain energy to a song that is priceless. Gotcha. So anyway, I definitely recommend uh, Boomerverse. It is amazing. Okay. Young Thug dropped an album. Easy breezy, beautiful Thugger girls. Is this is the one that sounds like super country? I don't know if it's country, but this is the one that he said is going to be his singing album. Well, it sounds dumb, and I probably got through like the first. <laughs> I probably got through like the first two songs right. and checked completely out. Uh, I thought you would have some thoughts on that. No, nah, I didn't. I'm re- I, I really am unprepared. I didn't listen to that either. Hmm. My recommendation would be don't bother because why would you? Right. I'm not really a Young Thug fan though. Believe it or not. Like, I don't really... Young Thug doesn't really do anything for me. That's not your se. boy that you were... That's not your boy that you were talking about on uh-huh. the Ross album? I like his verse on the Ross album, yeah. Mm. Like, I think his verses on... his Some of his verses are cool. Well, you know let's what just mean? leave him. All right. SZA put her album out, which uh, all the girls are raving about. Mm-hmm. I think she's super talented. Um, I like the album. I'm not head over heels over it like uh, a lot of women are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men, too. Um, but I think she's super talented, and I do like it. Okay. Uh, maybe more later. Maybe it's one of those ones that have to really grow on me. Right. So I guess also Bryson Tiller dropped his record. What do you mean you guess? I mean, I guess it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. 
you're, you're a podcast. You're supposed to be prepared. This is so unprofessional. You should be prepared for the new releases and know all of the stuff that comes out and listen to it. I mean, okay, I'm aware that it came out. Um, I'm just not. A Bryson album is solid. I'm just not a Bryson fan. I think he's. I definitely think it's a solid album. I think I don't it's have a, a good problem with him. I think it's a good sophomore album. I think you can see the growth. Um, he grew in him musically. I can see the growth because I think with um, the first joint, Trap Soul, with with Trap Soul, it was more just like him writing songs or whatever and just going into the studio and recording like mm-hmm. no real focus you know what i mean like no real concept like these songs on um this new album they actually have true to self true to self right this, the, the new songs on true to self you can tell somebody actually set him down with an a and r or somebody and said look these are the songs that we need to use this is what we need to focus on these are your best offerings um and i think it's solid i, I definitely think it's a solid I actually don't have a real problem with Bryson Tiller. I just just not that into him. Yeah, I mean, just sonically, I think it sounds good. I think it's a good second offering. Like if if I was a Bryson Tiller stand, like if I was a part of his actual fan base, I would definitely be satisfied with this, and I would I would be able to see the growth in him as an artist. So you know, salute to him. You know, I don't. I've interviewed him a couple of times, and I'm not really impressed with his. Uh, you know, some of the other things that come along with. Bryson Tiller, but does he even actually exist? Because why does he never show his face? He wants to be like SZA. He said he'll never do a video interview. Um, he he just loves being anonymous. You know, at his core, I really think that he is just one of those people who doesn't want to be famous. And then you know, you could say if you don't want to be famous, then why are you even doing this? Go back to working at Papa John's. But you know, I think some people are reluctant to 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 accept that stardom, and I think he's one of those people. And I think in order some for him people, to survive, I will say, I will say, some people are truly about pursuing their passion and not being famous. I think that's him. Like this last, I talked. I'm not to him even couple, saying that's him, but I'm saying that yeah, is a real thing, right? I talked to him a couple of months ago, and yeah, it's, yeah. But I think he just goes overboard with it, like you know, like it's inevitable like it, that you're going to have to be, yeah. Like his people will tell his people have like all of these rules that you have to have before you talk to him. You can't ask him anything, but you know, about me, you can't ask him about his family. You can't ask him about his daughter. You can't ask him about X, Y, Z. I'm just like, he was like, I'm here to drop these songs and off it. and that's it. And that's it. But you know, at, at some point, you know, we live in an age where people want to feel like they're close to you. So I don't know how long that's going to last quite frankly, with black folks. Like, I don't know if black folks are going to continue to buy into this, oh, we can't never see you. We don't really get to know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But musically, he's definitely continuing to put out solid records. Okay, so Snoop also dropped an album, Never Left. Um, I thought it was decent. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um it's probably the first Snoop album that I've listened to, you know, all the way through in a while. And this is Snoop Dogg, not Snoop Lion, correct? Right. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I got a little concerned. Woo. It's not Snoop Lion. Okay. All right. Uh, but it's it was it's pretty decent. Um, somebody on my IG says Snoop's splurged on some ghostwriters, but mm. I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily oh. the case. That oh. was such a diss, but the dog father still got it, if you ask me. But how would you know if he's not writing his rhymes? You think he's got it, but you have no idea. 
But um, I mean, he had a couple. He had a, you know some decent joints on there. Bad, bad, not good is on the Snoop album. Seems like Again. you mention them every I episode. I mentioned like, Bad, Bad, Not Good work their way in every yeah, single episode. Every episode, they find a way to make their way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was quite a while ago. That was a little while ago. Um, also, David Banner, The God Box, came out mm-hmm. since our last episode. I was really into The God Box. Banner has, you know, completely changed his direction. Yeah. In the rap game from where he started. No more real girls get down on the floor. <laughs> now it's it's all about knowledge of self and yeah. self-preservation. I'm not mad at that at all. And I respect all. that. I totally respect Definitely that. Definitely not mad at that at all. Um, it's, it's a good album. Uh, bringing it back around to Cadillactica. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Crit is on the album. That's his man, though. They got a couple yeah. records together. See? I know. Uh, but who won it with Black Thought? I mean, that was that was that dropped us a single. That's a very great record. It's so. That's a very great record. It's live. Yeah. It's, it's so live. Yeah, that that is that is. I listened to the God Box once or twice, and uh, Black Thought got busy. He well, got so busy. He, they. Uh, it, it's just a. It's such a dope song. Mm-hmm. It's such a dope song. Um, who else is on there? Um, Raheem Devon is on a joint. He uh, pulled Trinidad James from somewhere. Trinidad. Have I talked about Trinidad James on this podcast before? You have. Okay. Just make sure. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, let's keep going. Um, Faith Evans dropped The King and I. And <laughs> <laughs> let me prep. Let me just say, like, I love Faith so much. And her voice is literally one of my favorites. And I will always love Faith. And I will always check for every single one of her projects. Album is whack, B. Um, it's not as bad as I thought it would be because I was really, really nervous about it. Um, but it didn't make me at all want to go back through and listen yeah, to it nah, again. It's not. But what I will say is, you know, on Instagram, uh, her and Ninth Wonder were going back and forth and apparently. Yeah, that's fine. She dropped off the. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. She dropped it off to Ninth Wonder. That's fine. And hopefully he will remix it and it might be better. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Let me just say this. <laughs> If anybody could save it, Ninth could. No, Although I just no, don't you're wonder. Wrong. You're wrong. I just wonder why, like, that collabo didn't happen to begin with. Listen, this is what I'm going to say about this Faith album. It feels totally like the one thing that's missing on this project is Puff. I don't think you should do an album with Faith, Biggie, who was a bad boy artist, without Puff. This I don't album. disagree with that. And it's, listen, so Stevie J and all of his piano playing and 18 <laughs> instruments that he played, I don't want to hear all of that combined with Biggie and with Faith in 2017. It's it's whack. It's, it's so whack. Like, I listened to it and I was just so disappointed. I wasn't really disappointed because I didn't really have high hopes for it. So it was actually not as bad. You did not have bad. high hopes for it. Yeah, I did not have high hopes hmm. for it. I had some hopes for it. No, I I felt like it could be a total disaster because I just don't know a lot of projects like that where like even the uh, Born Again Biggie project like that was that, better than this. Though. I mean, yeah, it was, but I'm saying that still wasn't. And that those you ever were lyrics. Pull that out? I never pulled that out really. No, but to it. Nasty Girl with Jagged Edge is one of my favorite songs though. I will say that okay, the, the but Nasty I'm just Girl saying, remake. As a whole album. No, no, no. I ain't pulled that joint out like in fifteen recycling years. Recycling. Dead people's lyrics, right? And that's how that, right? That's what that's where it gets tricky. Is like we've especially, especially for someone like Biggie, who didn't have 
time to have like stuff stored away like Tupac. Right. Like Biggie didn't have time to have a whole lot of rhymes. Right. When I hear so kicking every the door, single I wanted to one be, of his rhymes. I wanted to be kicking the door. We've heard one million times right. twelve different ways. And you're so accustomed already. to hearing it over the beats that you love it over that having Stevie J come add a piano and a violin to it and just strip the vocals and have faith singing her it just doesn't here's what i i liked the way that she incorporated herself you know i like the way she wove them together and really? like yeah nelly cole no nat king cole no no <laughs> i mean that's what nelly cole I liked did on the way the that she reimagined the songs and made them apply for them as a duet but i just think the production right. should have been so much different puffy was missing that's it like puff could have revamped that whole joint and really made it Puff could have gave it that bounce like this joint don't have that bounce to it like it don't make you want to like really ever listen to it again no it doesn't you know I what I mean that. so um so yeah I don't want to keep going so far back but the, uh, those are the new releases that come to mind since our last episode alright cool so we got new releases out of the way so one of the things that we talked about we have, that we had been doing in the month of June um was we went to Philly, and you know that's like a tradition that we have. We Roots go to Philly picnic. for the Roots Picnic, which is always a huge, huge event. Um, it's getting so big. Yeah, like, we hadn't gone. I think we didn't go we last. Went, we hadn't two, gone in two, two years. years. Right, I've been in two years. Um, and it's even bigger than it was two years ago. Like right. the Roots Picnic, I think is probably is has gotten so big that it's like, is it gonna be? The same kind of fun that it was. Well, you know, once things turn into like a whole, yeah, it just it just changes it to a different level. Where it's yeah. like, is it going to continue to be really fun? Because there were a lot of people there this year. There were so many. It people. seems like it was, and you know, I found it weird that this year, you know, normally, you know, they say they announce that tickets have sold out, you know, maybe a week or two before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This year, they never announced tickets sold out. So that just means, and there were <laughs> enough people there that it, right. That just it means they just kept selling down. tickets. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They yeah, were yeah. like, just squeeze them in. Yeah, and they had more space this year because it they seems like they've gotten, you know, they they had three stages, um, like a gaming stage, and just like all sorts of crazy, crazy stuff. Like it was, it's literally an all day event. You've never but, been I mean, to the Roots yeah, Picnic. and it's always been an all day event, but. I think the hard thing this time is shuffling back and forth between, between the, the three stages, stages right. and it wasn't really communicated right. clearly. Well, I think it was communicated clearly who was going to be on what stage, but last minute changes. Right. So Lil Wayne dropped out. Lil at Wayne the last was minute. Hot, air quotes in the hospital. Right. Um, so that kind of messed things up, but that kind of stuff happened. So that's the risk that you run when you're running three different stages, and you know it's basically three different concerts going on at the same time. Right. And if you are there to, if you have certain people on your list that you know you wanted to see and you don't want to miss, well, shuffling back and forth between the stages while you thought your favorite artist was going to be at this stage and yeah. then finding out that they're at another stage and trying to haul ass over to that stage, right. it's, it, was, it, it was a little it was, much. Yeah, it was definitely a little difficult. I think we went into it with certain expectations of who we wanted to see and who we uh, were expecting to see. So we did like a little pre roots picnic uh conversation i guess uh just brief interview with each other prior to the show we were outside we were somewhere in philly i don't know where we were, we were on the streets on, of philly on broad street or somewhere <laughs> just like 
doing something. I don't know. So we did that. So why don't we check that out now? Yeah, let's check that out. What up, y'all? It's Showtime at East. We're out here uh, repping the Can I Kick It podcast. We're in Philly for the official Roots Picnic, the 10th annual Roots Picnic. City of brotherly love. Yeah, the city of brotherly love. So Philly is always a dope place for us. There's always like a whole lot of things that we like to see, we like to do, we like to experience. Uh, so let's kind of talk about the picnic. So what do you think about the lineup for this year's Roots Picnic? I think the lineup is really good or we wouldn't have come. Um, I'm excited to see, of course, Pharrell, two yeah. up, two down, uh, representing VA to the fullest. I'm excited to see Jeezy, yeah. uh, Mob Deep, yeah. Salon. So with Mob Deep, I don't think they're going to be doing any Mob Deep songs. Like, I think they might only be doing like the Black Thought mixtape song. Yeah, like what is the mixtape? How does the mixtape work? I don't know. It's, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's just it's just listed as the Black Thought mixtape right. featuring... Right, Mob Deep and Fat Joe. Mob Deep and Fat Joe. And J Period. So, kind of interesting to see how that goes. Like, I hope they're doing like Mob Deep records and like Fat Joe records and not just like records that they might have with Black Thought that nobody's heard. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want that. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing all of those folks. Um, I kind of want to see Pete Rock's DJ set. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see that. I, I want to see Pete Rock's DJ set, but if it's in one of those tents that it, that the DJs tend to I be in, it will be. I may not be able to attend. But it's, it's not as hot this year as it was in previous years, so that's the true. tent, the that's tent true. might be worked. Like it's really we, actually kind of cool. Yeah, so when we came and Primo was here in the tent, it was like a thousand degrees. So that was a little bit different, but it's a breeze blowing today. It's about what, 75, 80 degrees maybe? It's not even that. Yeah. It's probably not even 70 degrees yet. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so maybe you'll be able to see Primo and uh, also Solange performing. I know you're anxious to see Solange. Mm-hmm. I saw Solange at the last Roots picnic. Last time we were here. Right, right, the last time we were here. Right. The last time we came to the Roots picnic. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see No Name. Right. Uh, her telephone project is one of my favorites, so I'm excited for that. Sample is here? No. No, Sample's not here? It's not Sample. Oh, who is it? <laughs> no Name. No, no, I know No Name is here, but I thought it was somebody else that she put me on to that was going to be performing. Oh, Thundercat. Thundercat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> two Thundercat, different Two different <laughs> animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thundercat yeah, I'm performing. excited to see Thundercat. I'll, I'll actually get to see Thundercat's face. I told you he existed, and I told you he was so, black. So, in other words, Schoolboy Q was going to be here, is what you're saying, because I still stand by the fact that they look just alike, and they are the same person. But, we digress. Thundercat exists. Thundercat is black. All right. Just I didn't say he, I didn't I say he wasn't black. I said he was Schoolboy Q. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't black. I said him and Schoolboy Q were the same person. Just assume anything that you previously stated about Thundercat is wrong. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, all, I'm always anxious to see The Roots perform. So For sure. Definitely want to see them run through their records. And I can't also can't wait to see who Pharrell is going to bring out with him. Yes, I'm anticipating. Um, well, if you haven't been to The Roots picnic, there are always special surprise guests. special guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know, I think we can confirm that Nori is going to be performing with uh, Pharrell. Hoping for maybe a Sean Carter appearance, maybe? I think that's not gonna happen. Yeah, especially with Made in America uh, coming up right around the yeah, corner. Yeah, like I don't, I just don't see it. It would be dope though. It would be dope if like Jay came out and he performed all of the records that uh, he has with the Neptune, so. 
Oh, uh, an early morning development. Little Wayne. Oh yeah. Uh, is hospitalized. Little Wayne is. Yeah. And won't be able to make it. Yeah. So that's that's. I think I'll live. Yeah, I wasn't really pressed to see Wayne because I think Wayne's time kind of conflicts with Jeezy's time. So I'd already decided that I was just going to see Jeezy's <laughs> set straight through. Right. And I, and I, I would be here for a Wayne show. Yeah. I just. I'm okay. Yeah. I would rather it be him than somebody that was like really, really right, anticipating. Right, right. All right. So we're going to wrap up. We're actually on our way. We're about to get into our Uber in just a few minutes and we'll head down there. No Name is actually the first act that we uh, are probably going to get to see and then we'll be there for the rest of the day. So Roots Picnic, Can I Kick Your Podcast? We got you. All right. So after that conversation, we get in our Uber or whatever and we get down to the Festival Pier, which is where the Roots Picnic is every year. Um, and we missed your girl, No Name. Yeah, I really wanted to see No Name. And what they do is, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but they put the lesser known artists, of course, at the very beginning right, of, of the day, which is how it goes. Um, but mind no, you, the joint started at like 11 a.m. Right, 11 in the morning. And it usually gets out somewhere right before midnight. Midnight. So if That's you can a 12 be, hour lit. If you like, can be out there for 12 hours, you are a good one. Bruh. I realized that. <laughs> And this is the first year that we went. They might have done it before where they actually released the schedule. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. Right, right, right. Because normally the last few times that we went, they hadn't released the schedule. They might have did it last year, but we didn't go. They released this. They gave you the schedule when you got there before. Right. But again, there were three stages this year, so you kind of have to let people know um, who's who. Um, yeah, I was really hyped about seeing No Name because um, I really love her uh, telephone project. But we missed her um, in some of the chaos. Um so uh, I would say the great things about the Roots Picnic are the, are as follows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one is economical because most of these festivals out here mm-hmm. are a lot of money. Right. Usually these festivals. Bonnaroo and. Even some of even some of the smaller ones here in North Carolina. AOC, I paid more for AOC for right. Art of Cool Festival than I did right. for the Roots Picnic. Right, right, right. And that's one of the things Questlove said is that uh, they are determined to keep it at a price where you can afford to come. Yeah. I mean, they have a million people there. So a million people times $70. A ticket is <laughs> $70 million. So they're still getting over it. Like. The, the hard thing about that is they have the amount of artists that with some other festivals are spread out over a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So it is a very long day. Yeah. It's a very long day. Like you need to be prepared. Um, there is not really anywhere to sit down. So you need to nah. either have your little blanket or your little lawn chairs or something because like you will literally just be walking around there and faint. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's if it's really, really hot. But you know, Roots Picnic for me is always a good time. It's always It's such a good time. That's you know, these are the downsides and the good things. Yeah. But um, downsides, I would say just, you know, the organization was a little off this year. Right. There's just, it's just grown to the point where I don't know if it's going to be as fun with that many people. Yeah. Um, but you get great, great shows. Um, you, you get your money's worth as far as the shows. Yeah. There's almost always surprise guests. I mean, it, you know, when I was there, I was like, I don't know if I want to come back. Like, not because it wasn't a great show, because Solange put on a great show, Jeezy put on a great show, um, Pharrell put on a great show. You know, I think all of those people were great, but it's just like, 
This is a lot, bro. Like, I, this is a lot. I definitely feel like I want to go back, but I feel like at this point, it's going to be a given that we're not trying to get out there early to see anyone. Yeah, I'm just coming so to see like, the headliners. Like, that's all it. the smaller artists, I'm going to have to catch them yeah, like locally to, right, or something. Right, 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 right. Because it doesn't make sense to get out there at 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. even 3 o'clock. Like, you need to set yourself up to be there maybe around 6, yeah. 5 or 6 o'clock. And yeah. even still, that's a long night. Yeah. But it's more doable than, because you know, by the time the actual um, headliners start, you are exhausted, broke down. Like and you again, have you, haven't, to, you haven't sat down all day. No, like you haven't sat down all day. You know, the food there, a balanced food on a stick, right? Like on my knee and a drink to yeah. try to just get enough nourishment. Like at one point, so. I just had my, like I had my hoodie because it was supposed to rain. Like we ain't bring no blankets or nothing like that, no chairs. I don't even think you can bring chairs, but I just laid my hoodie down on the concrete. And like, just lay down. I just wanted to take a nap, just right on the hard Philly concrete. <laughs> like, let me say, Thundercat was performing, and that's one of the people that I got. really, really wanted to see. I was so exhausted. I couldn't Didn't make care nothing it. About him. I couldn't make it back to the stage to like stand for his performance. Right. But luckily, they do have plenty of really huge, of course, monitors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, that was that that ten minutes that we actually sat down on the ground. Yeah. And I just, you know. Yeah. Another another highlight of this year's Roots Picnic, and, and kind of highlight, but also to your point about the, the hustle and bustle of like going from stage to stage, you know, I think you were in line for food and I was, I just happened to be checking uh, the food from a, another food truck. I don't know that they hadn't switched, but just like all of a sudden I was like, yo, black thoughts on stage. No, I know what it was. The timing was off. It was, they, they, it was the mixtape, Black Thoughts. Right, Black, Black Thoughts so Black, Black Thoughts mixtape started earlier than it was supposed to. Right. So we just had to jet from the food line and hurry up and, and right. get over to the stage where Black Thoughts mixtape was happening. Because let me tell you, the, that mixtape was the highlight of the whole show for me. That yeah. mixtape was better than all the headliners Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. It was, you know, there it was uh, Jeezy, Fat Joe, and. Jeezy wasn't part of the mixtape. No. No. Jesus was on that stage. He wasn't part of the mixtape, though. He wasn't? Because Black Thought didn't perform with Jesus. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Right. It was so, around that same time. Right. So as as Black Thought was on, on the stage, you were at the food truck, and I was at another food truck, and then I had to come and get you, and then, thankfully, we were able to see... Um, the mixtape. We were The, the mixtape, but I was going to say, we were, we were able to see Mob Deep perform for... Right. What would be the last time we'll ever see them together? The last time we will ever see Mob Deep perform together. Probably one of the last times that they have ever performed together. It was June third, June second. Prodigy died in the month of June. If you haven't heard, and it's so crazy because they were so good. They were so good. And I'll just say this: I remember distinctly thinking, looking at prodigy and thinking to myself p looks really good yeah he looked healthy because you would see him sometimes um after you know some of his complications with sickle cell where he looked sick right um and he did not he looked really good they looked good together um and we're gonna come back and do another a prodigy episode yeah we're putting together an actual prodigy episode um but so we I just kind of want to too deep into no, it. no no yeah, no no, but, no um but you know i'll say that was my my only my second time seeing mob deep perform that was my second time as well really um the first time i saw them perform was in virginia 
uh, years ago, we had a um, the radio station had a a summer fest concert, and Mob Deep was one of the headliners. And this is a, like right around the time the G Unit time when they signed with G Unit. Um, but they came out and they did all of the records. Um, so you know, I, I would say that for everything that we went through at the picnic, as far as so glad timing, and you know, I think I was walking around with a migraine at one point. Uh, for all of that, I will say that it was definitely, definitely worth seeing um, Mob Deep perform together for what would be one of the last times ever. And it, and it was just so, outside of the fact that that was the last time that, you know, we will ever see them together, it was just so live. Like, yeah. you haven't, you haven't, <laughs> you haven't had a good time until you have watched Black Thought rhyme over shook ones right right next to prodigy and havoc right um and black thoughts mixtape like i said was the highlight for me um he rhymed over all the mob deep classics back and forth with havoc and prodigy Then it was Fat Joe was part yeah. of the mixtape. Now you're on OK Player a lot more than I am. Um, have they or are they planning on actually releasing that, or was that just for the show? I'm not. A, I don't think they release it. Okay, I really wish they would. It would be. It would be really dope. Just if they throw did. it out to the public for free. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just throw it out there. I Especially just, now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think they should do that. The general consensus for me is. Uh, it's it's a dope festival. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend it performance-wise. Just the size that it's getting to, though, yeah. is a little trying. For us. Like, you know. We you, <laughs> you mean You might like being around 18 million people. <laughs> that might be your thing. But for me, I get tired. I get tired of people quick, guys. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll, I'll reevaluate it next year, just depending on who the headliners are. So, uh, in closing, another really great thing about the Roost Picnic that I was saying before is that there are always surprise special guests. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Every single time. Pusha so, T came out Pharrell, this year. of course, brought out Pusha T. He brought out Nori. Right. But you know what? Not only did Pharrell bring out Pusha T, he brought out Pusha T and did records with Pusha that I didn't expect him to do. Like, he did records from Lord Willing that I did not expect he didn't, he didn't go with the obvious. Right, right. I did not expect him to do, like, I think the, the record from Lord Willing they did was, like, Young Boy. Um, they did Cot Damn, which is one of my favorite clips records of all times, one of my favorite Neptune's beats of all times. not expecting that it would have been it would have been great if they would have brought like uh ab lava out and they would have brought like roscoe p cold chain out of jail and did the whole goddamn and malice but of course mm-hmm. that that's just me dreaming but it was dope it was definitely dope it was definitely you know dope. how you also know when like the roots picnic has gotten really big mm-hmm. 
Like there were a lot of celebrities there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. a lot of like the black royalty celebrities. Right, right, like, right, you know, right, right. a lot of writers and bloggers. Mm-hmm. Like at one point at the salon show, uh, Lovey mm-hmm. was right in front of me, awesomely Lovey. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamila Lemieux was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mark Lamont Hill was there. Yeah. Did I see him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's just a huge, huge deal. And, uh, we just enjoy going. We just enjoy Philly as a whole. So that's kind of like why this entire episode is dedicated to yeah. uh, the city Philly's of Philly. Literally, my I think my favorite U.S. city to visit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we wanted to give Philly some love and just kind of talk about the city for those who haven't been to Philly. Make your plans to go to Philly and go to the two one five. And then also, we want to start doing these episodes where we kind of highlight different um, different cities and you know talk to people that are from different cities and highlight the different cultures musically that are in each city because philly has you know such a vast music scene i think one of the things that we love about philly is that you know music and art is super uh highlighted all over the city you know you can just you know go around and see like murals there are beautiful murals all over philly so there's like a gambling huff mural i think there's a roots mural there's over like 275 murals. But that they I'm, change constantly. Right, so they change them I don't out. even know. If, I don't think that Roots mural is there anymore. That right. has been a couple of years ago. Right, right, right. I right, think right. they change them out like a certain period of time. But anyway, Philly is a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And this is a great opportunity for us to throw to our interview for today. Yeah. So for this episode, you know, we were able to talk to somebody who's a good friend of ours, a good friend at a show, somebody that I've known for a really long time. Uh, this guy's actually from Philly. He's a DJ, world-renowned uh, DJ. He does radio in Virginia. Uh, he also is the owner and the mastermind behind this dope project called Fresh Radio. Uh, so, you know, we're talking to my man DJ B on this episode. Yeah, so if you are from Philly and you know of DJ B or you just know of DJ B anywhere in the yeah. country because he's like that. Um, you'll enjoy this. And also any of our people from the 757, like DJ B is a staple. Mm-hmm. In Hampton Roads. So check out our interview with DJB. It's the Can I Kick It Podcast. It's the official Philly edition, Showtime, and East Rock. We got a, a good friend of the show, Fresh Radio's own, the one and only, Beezus, the turntable. It's B. What up, though? Yes, yeah, sir. What's good, man? Good, man. Good. We're good to hear from you, man. Glad to have you on the show. Oh, it's an honor. East, what up? What's up? <laughs> uh, so, so, of course, B, let's just give them a, like, a quick history lesson on who you are and uh, your relevance to this to this particular episode. So, of course, you are uh, a, a turntablist, a DJ, uh, long time just music aficion, aficionado, uh, but you also hail from Philly, right? Yep, that's my hometown. It's the city, city of brotherly love and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, home, home of the cheesesteaks and great DJs. Right. Of course, um, I'm trying to be uh, one of those, but that's what I do. You know, I'm a. Um, I'm a turntablist. For those that's not familiar with the term, it's a uh, one that uses the turntable as an instrument. So I'm basically manipulating recorded sounds that's already made, changing them up, and I'm also a DJ. So I kind of combine those two to the best of my ability. Who? And um, I'm in VA now. I've been on the radio in VA for almost 20 years, and that's weird to Ooh, say that, but it's 20 true. years. Wow, a staple. Yeah, that's crazy. That makes you a staple in VA at this point. Or or. Paper cut, paper uh, clip of song. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, you mentioned turntablist? Who came up with that term? Where did that term come from? Uh, DJ Bamboo for the Beat Junkies crew out in LA basically mm-hmm. used the first one to really coin that phrase. 
because um, you know, like in the late '90s, turntables really got so popular to where uh, you know there was battles that, and the battles started being pretty much uh, sponsored, and then the turntables that was winning these events became famous and started touring across the world for doing like you know just just basic sets uh, or you know just just going in and do what they do. So. He, that's what we do with turntables because we play the turntable and the art form is known as turntables. Well, I like the term turntablist because it, it really distinguishes you from just the average DJ or or some of these playlist DJs are out there. It really makes uh, makes us feel like, OK, this man is is almost a doc is almost a doctor with it. Like he is mm-hmm. going in and taking care of business. He's a turntablist, right. not just the DJ. growing up in Philly. Um, Philly is such a, a, a city rich with so much music history. What yes. what kind of music were you listening to as a kid? What what music influenced you and, and kind of laid the foundation for you as a child in Philly? Soul and funk. You know, um, you know, of course that Philly soul, but my father, my mom and dad, they always played music in the house constantly. Mm-hmm. And at an early age, I, I was into different genres from soul to funk to, you know, some 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 classic rock. We had uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, James Brown, Slide the Family Stone, to Santana always playing constantly in the house. And um, that was the beginning. You mm-hmm. know, I have a picture, like I think I was for, I was like three, and we don't, we didn't really celebrate Christmas. We still celebrated Kwanzaa, like way back then. Mm. But I, I got, um, I still have these records to this day. I got Star Wars, uh, the movie soundtrack, but it was like a disco version, and then Ooh. the soundtrack to Car Wash. Oh, wow. Star Wars <laughs> disco, <record>. yes. <laughs> Come through with that. I'm here for it. Yeah, and with my own record player at a young age, so I could play my own music. Right, well... You mentioned that, you know, you kind of were dealing with all genres. Your parents were playing everything in the house. When did you really, you know, get into hip-hop? Uh, cousins that came down. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. I haven't seen him in 30 years. But he used to come from <laughs> Connecticut. Wait, you can't remember your cousin's name? <laughs> nah, it's crazy, right? I really can't remember. His, is, is, is it Rashad? It might be Rashad. Call him Cutting Pete. Wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely just a cousin. Let's call him Tyrone. His, his name is Tyrone. So he came he came down and he he always had these this is before I knew about the New York stations like ninety eight point seven Kiss and BLS and you really couldn't get them in Philly unless you know, you really had to it had to been a good day. You know, it had to be a cloudy day and you really had to work at getting your antenna right to pick pick it up just a little bit. And what got me to start doing that was he used to come down to Philly and he had these tapes of like Cold Crush and Treacherous Three. And 
at the time, I think I was, you know, I was still listening to Earth, Wind & Fire and stuff. Right. And, um, and you know, the, and the disco pretty much. And then, you know, uh, songs like Electro, from like when, when Planet Rock and Pac Jam and all those things came out, I was listening to that. And then, uh, even though, you know, Rapper's Delight was out and all that stuff, I was still listening to like what I called uh, Electro dance or electro boogie or whatever mm-hmm. and then uh i don't know around i think it was i'm not sure of the year but it was a summer of either 85 i want to think i could be wrong on that don't fact check me but <laughs> i remember he had a tape and it was a red alert tape and it had top billing it must have been 86 but he had top billing and Eric B was Asian, and Eric B is president on the same tape, but that's all we listened to all day. That kind of changed everything for me. That's what kind of hooked you. Yeah, that that just just the beats and the rhymes, and just when I was listening to the Cold Crush tapes, just the way that they performed together and harmonizing over other people's music, but it was just dope, like they was making it their own. So you talked about radio being, you know, I'm you know we're both radio guys. I'm I'm always interested yeah. with with people who are who have been in radio for a long time. Like, you know, I'll tell anybody, like, my biggest influence in radio was probably K.J. Holiday. Um, you know, rest, rest in peace, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm always interested. This is a conversation that you and I have never had. Um, but who influenced you as far as radio goes in Philly? Like, was Kobe was Kobe on the air when you were there? Yeah, he was on the air. Him and Cosmic Kev right. had the uh, Come Up show. They had the Come Up show. Uh, but before that, it was Lady B. She had Street Beat on right. Power 99. Right. And then Mimi had Rap Digest on WDAS at the time. And th- that was like the only time on radio you can get your raps. You get your, you, you know, they, they played the rap mm-hmm. and hip hop. And then I sound old just saying they played the rap. They played the rap. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your rap. <laughs> Come on over here and get your rap, girl. They played that hibbity hibbity hop, that bebop. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So, um, but I never thought I would be doing radio. Mm. Like, uh, I didn't even start DJing until I graduated from high school. Uh, and real quick story, my aunt, who I kind of grew up with, and we was real cool because we kind of close in age, she started messing with this dude. The dude was, first cousin was on the radio on Power Night Night. His name was Go By, Go By Bruiser. He had a show late night with E.C. Rock, rest in peace. And um, he lived around the corner from me. So he took me over there one day, and he had the turntables up, and he was making me a mixtape. So I kept going over there, kept going over there. And then one day he was like, well, look, I don't have time to do it. You know where this record is. And it was one of my favorite records by Master Ace. I think it was on the B side of either Letter to the Better or Me and the Biz, but it was called Go Where I Send Thee. Mm-hmm. And I always made him put this song on my tape. And he said, well, you know where that song is at. You do it. This is how you the turntable. This is how you move from... The, the, the crossfader and then then he had to keep me from coming over there because I didn't have turntables I was hooked from then <laughs> right so and then you know in the 90s when I moved to VA I ended up DJing in the club and it was a Thursday night it was super light but he always taught me if it's 30 people there if it's 3 if it's mm-hmm. 300 3000 you go in at all times mm-hmm. so Three of the 30 people that was there was uh, Janet Armstead. She was uh, a program director. General manager. General manager, yeah. She's she's the general manager uh, at Clear Channel Norfolk. And 
Nick Benzo, mm. and MC Spice. <clears throat> now, MC Spice was the creative director. He did all the commercials productions. Right, right. But he also, he also wrote the lyrics for uh, Marky Mark. So, uh, Nick Benson, who went by Nick Benzo, mm-hmm. who is so involved in the hip-hop culture, he's one of the members of Zulu Nation. Yeah, he manages Melly uh, Mel. Yep, uh, he's cool with Bam, but he managed Big Pun, Fat Joe, Pete Rock. Mm-hmm. Currently, currently Ice T. Ice T, mm-hmm. yep. Ice T is his best friend. And yeah. had, yep, and he has the Art of Rap Festival, which Fresh Radio was involved with. But we'll talk about that later. But anyway, <laughs> those three was the people that was at this club. This mm-hmm. was a Thursday night, Friday night. Well, they came at they came up. It was like, well, we heard about you. Come to the radio station tomorrow, and, and we'll talk. I was like, what up? And I went. They said, be there at 11 o'clock. No problem. I was there at 10.30. And that night, I was on the radio. Mm. So it paid so off. I was at the right place at the right time. The right time. I didn't ever do radio or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that all originated from the dude in Philly who introduced you to the turntables. Yes. Right. Wow. wow. And, and shout outs to Bruiser. I've seen Bruiser at Philly DJ Day in like... Um, a minute ago, the first Philly DJ day I seen him, he crept up on me, and I was so happy to see him because I ain't seen him since then, and he heard about my accomplishments, so that mm. was a good feeling. And then my uncle had a 50-year-old birthday party, and we it was a surprise party. He was a DJ. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So he's still, he's still getting wow. the problem. Yeah, it was wild. But yeah, so I basically was lucky and at the right place at the right time, and I've been in radio ever since. Wow. And i yeah, so it's a blessing because I love doing it. You know what I mean? It's a blessing to feed my family off of something I love to do. Mm-hmm. Passion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I want to bring it back to Philly for a minute. So who are okay. some of the early Philly rappers? You know, Schooly D, Cool C, Three Times Dope. Tell us who the rappers were in Philly or from Philly, I should say, that stood out for you. Well, there you go. I mean, Schooly That's the D lineup. The original. <laughs> yeah. He was the original gangster rapper. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I'm still, to this day, a Fresh Prince fan. Will Smith is cool, but I'm a Fresh Prince fan. Right. It's the way that um, everybody was mimicking Schooly D at the time. Right. He had his he had his own style. He could tell a like, story. You know, yeah, he was telling stories like Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 was, it was real dope. Uh, of course, Teddy, the, the, the CMB, Cats Money Brothers, uh, that's Schooly D. What are Hilltop Hustlers? Schooly D, Cool C, EST from Three Times Dope. Right. Um, you know, and then, but but just like everywhere else in the country, we was listening. You know, I was I was heavy into the Juice Crew. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. G Rap, Game, Shantae, Shan, Master Ace, Craig G, this. You know, I was heavy into New York rap as well, yeah. more than anything, really. Just because of the production. The production to me was better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they used those songs that I grew up listening to. That when, once Marley started sampling things, it, it just changed it changed my life because music is my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have a well well let's 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 keep it there for a minute. How did you go from somebody who 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 loved music to someone who DJs to also being like a collector? Like let's talk about your vinyl collection. Like what what does it look like and how did you get to that point even after vinyl phased out for what, you know, 
what we thought was the digital age, like how did you manage to stay in that realm and and keep your collection going? Well, I got three records that I've had since I was four or five. Mm. That that's that Star Wars disco record, the Car Wash soundtrack, and I got a forty five of Parliament, um, One Nation Under a Groove. Mm. <laughs> no, it doesn't play now, but I still have it. And I mean, I started DJing because I wanted to make my own tapes, pretty much. Um, and then in high school, before I was even DJing, I was always collecting music, so mm-hmm. people knew I had somebody's album or the tape, the whole full length. So I used to make money by making, they weren't really mixtapes, but I was taking people's list of songs that they wanted because I had everything and put them on a cassette and selling it. I was, that was my hustle in high school. Right. So that was the start, I guess, of me figuring out, hey, I'm going to start DJing in a way. So I, I just started collecting music. And then once I started DJing, you know, you had to buy records, obviously. Right. And it's I got rid of half of my collection just because half of it was just stuff I knew I'm not going to play anymore. Right, right, right. Um, the other half is in the garage, and that's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm now collecting 45s, which I didn't do before. So what's dope about collecting 45s is the art form of digging for something that might you didn't know was on 45. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um. And now, you know, it's so many DJs with technology, you really had to be a DJ and know how to DJ to DJ with vinyl. Mm-hmm. Even more, DJ with 45s. With 45s. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it makes that part of digging fun again. How many records you got in your collection? Uh, don't know. A few thousand. A few thousand? So, yeah, a few thousand. So Probably, what? Yeah, yeah. It's in the thousands. Yeah. In the thousands. <laughs> many, many, many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what was your motivation for starting Fresh Radio? I mean, anybody who's heard you DJ on the radio uh, at home in Virginia or anywhere else, they know you get busy. But it seems like on Fresh Radio, that's where you can really let loose and do it on your terms. So kind of talk to us about what led you to start Fresh Radio, because it's a really dope concept. Well, um, it came from me being on terrestrial radio, which is FM, for so many years Mm -hmm. and just being there in the middle of it changing to the way it is now. Like, what's, what's crazy, like, Showtime and I used to do this club, Entourage, on Thursday nights. He hosted our DJ, but we both was on the same time. Well, we was on different radio stations in the same market mm-hmm. right. at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Which was so dope, which people didn't get. We was cool. It, it was just, we just worked at two different radio right. stations. That's mm-hmm. all it was. Right. Um, but, but around that time, Radio started to change. Mm-hmm. It's the, the music changed. The music also changed, but really on the radio level, it became uh, because there's so many options for the listeners now. Whether uh, you know these things weren't out then, but they was coming out. Right. Uh, MP3s was out, but now you got Spotify, you got Beats, Apple Music, all that, and and with that it allows, even YouTube, it allows a person to listen to the song that they want immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At any time they yeah. want. On demand. When On demand. When before, they had to wait till we got on. And here's a quick quick example. When Jay-Z dropped, uh, was it Kingdom Come? I think it was Kingdom Come. I was the only person, I don't know how I got it. I had 30-something 
I had Kingdom Come and I had Lost One. Right. Mm-hmm. I played it. And I told KJ that I had it. I came on at 6 o'clock. Mm. KJ, KJ said, come down here, cut a promo. We're going to say that you got these new Jay-Z records. So the promo ran from like 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock mm-hmm. saying that I had these new Jay-Z records. Right. Right? So people tuned in right. to hear these records. You can't do that today. By the time I get on the air at 6 o'clock, <laughs> it's on. Yeah, yeah. No, but you, you, know when I, you know when I realized that, B? Like when I realized that change was coming, when Lil Wayne dropped a milli, Wayne dropped a Millie on a Saturday, right? The Millie record came out on a Saturday. I was doing a party with Jack of Spade, uh, this club called Encore in Virginia okay. Beach, right? So Jack of Spade plays the record. So I get to the club, Jack of Spade plays the record, and everybody in the club knows the record. They already know it. They already <laughs> I was like, yo, like how like, you know, and you know, a Millie is a pretty hard v- record to remember. At that time, you know, because Wayne is rapping fast and Corey Guns is rapping fast and, you know, all of this stuff is going on, but everybody in the club knew the words. And I was like, oh, nah, this internet is about to take over. Like, this is it. The the days of the DJs getting the exclusives to play on the radio is done. So now, it, now me being in radio for so long, it was also about presentation. Mm-hmm. And with, with everybody having the same stuff all the time. What's, what, what makes you stand out? Mm-hmm. And personally, I think it's presentation. So, you know, years go by and, you know, the, 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 the corporate people, well, the, you know, the, the, the owners of the radio station that I'm on, they start putting these, implementing these rules. Don't play this. Don't play that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I was like, well, I love what I do. Y'all taking that from me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to create my own lane. Mm-hmm. And that's the beginning of Fresh Radio, where uh, we play music, we play classics, but we also play progressive. So you hear some Kendrick if it fits the format of the station. Right. Like you're like you're here, um, you're here, uh, like new parties in L.A. by Kanye mm-hmm. with him and with him and K. Dot. But you won't hear uh, a, a trap version or a trap record by Kanye or right. a trap record by by Kendrick. Right. Right. Uh, right. 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 You know, so everything it's more, it's more, it's more curated and hand selected. Right, right. And it's it's basically, I program it as if how I would want it to hear radio. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I was going to say is it seems like it allows you to curate what you would want to hear. Right. So it's basically my playlist mm-hmm. in a radio format. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with the imaging, which is, you know, the elements between the songs, with, you know, what versions we play. All that and all that matters to me. So you know, I'm the program director. I'm the webmaster. My wife and I, we the marketing and, and right. you know, Fresh Radio's in its seventh year. So I'm, you know, it's a blessing and I'm proud of that. Congratulations on that seven yeah. years. Thank you. So I guess we can can we can we go to make the big announcement right here? Can we can we break the news? Might as well. The, the segue was right. <laughs> the, we 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 threw the alley oop right up there, like Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. I caught that. I so caught that. so so. <laughs> So for those listening, um, you can now, as of this episode, hear the Can I Kick It podcast uh, on Fresh Radio. Woo! So the show is, we're we're transitioning. You can still hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and all of those platforms. But um, we wanted to kind of branch things out and kind of join forces with uh, what B is doing and and, and just bringing these 
uh, two dope ideas together and, you know, just kind of joining forces, man, and really just doing something dope and literally doing it, mm-hmm. uh, doing it for the culture, like, you know. Indeed, it's an honor to have you guys on board and, you know, it, it, it's a dope addition to Fresh Radio, it's a dope addition to, to the culture and us spreading the the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a really like good fit because again, we it's obvious that in both cases we're doing it for the culture. Right, right, right. We are. And um if we don't, it'll go away. We do our small <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah, like you know, if we don't if we don't tell these stories, who will? Like I tell people that all of the time. Like if our generation and our our generation of hip hop lovers and music lovers and R and B lovers and, you know, just people who are here, like who who who's going to tell these stories? You know what I mean. And what are we leaving for the next generation? Like that's you know a lot of the times we do this just because we want to make sure that people will hear these stories about folks like Roxanne Shante, folks like Keith Murray, folks like uh, Ross, folks like Rich Medina, and you know all of these people yeah. that we've had on the show. Um, we want you know people who know us and people who even folks who don't know us, but they know what we're about. We want them to be able to to, to hear these stories because. A lot of times they just don't get told, and you know we we lose our legends. It seems like we, we throw them away. Yeah, yeah. You know, last year we lost so many people in 2016, from oh, Prince man. to <laughs> Kashif to all of these people. Fife, Fife, White, Prince. I mean, come yeah, on. yeah. So just imagine, you know, what it would what it would be like if those folks had one opportunity to tell their story or to tell you know, their version of how history played out. And I think that's that's how we approach the podcast, you know, just bringing those stories to life for people who, who 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 don't necessarily get appreciated and don't get the recognition they deserve while they're here. Word. Word. <laughs> so it's a good, it's, it's a really, it's a really good fit. So as we kind of wrap things up, I have a really important question for you, B. So you're from Philly. You've been in Virginia for a long time now, though. Are you saying, Joan, I have you adopted Jank? Which is it? I, I would never <laughs> say the second. <laughs> <laughs> the first slips out at times when I'm just, you know, it depends on the mood. And if I'm not thinking, it's just, it's in me. So it'll come out sometimes. <laughs> um, you holding true to John. And for our, for our listeners that aren't aware, of course... John being John and Jank being two different words that are so exactly the same. Well, let's, so in Virginia, and, and yes, it could be a noun, person, a place, verb. or thing. Well, it can't really be a verb, but it's a noun. Yeah, it's a person, place, right? Thing. It's right. a noun in Virginia with Jank. It's a noun in Philly with John. Right. Each give an example of the second word in a sentence. Word. <laughs> the, the second right. word. Did y'all listen to that new "Can I Kick It" podcast? That Jank banging. Right. All right. Now, I would use my word. Exactly. Did you listen to that new Can I Kick It podcast, Jordan, over Fresh Radio? That Jordan was fresh. Oh, man, I'm getting old. No, I'll just say that I, I, I've grown up as a Virginian using the word jank. I probably still use it 10 times a day. Um, and I'm probably going to have it etched in my tombstone somewhere. Because I'm <laughs> this that, jank died today. This jank died today. <laughs> Right. Leave some flowers on this jank. Like that's that's, that's that's what I want my tombstone to read. Leave some flowers on this jank. That's just how we do it. Hey, I'm gonna ask, ask, ask my wife right now on my tombstone. You gonna put? Uh, you're not getting a tombstone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. Right. Well, stuff you and put you behind the turntable. Oh, did y'all hear that? Yeah, she, she can put you behind the jump. Stuff you 
Yeah, so, <laughs> put you right behind the joint. So, so my joint would be like my husband's still in his joint. Right. <laughs> right. 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 That works. Yeah. It works either way. Cool, man. All right, cool. Well, B, we appreciate it, man. What's your tell them your Instagram, your Twitter, your Fresh Radio, everything, and all that. Um, IG Twitter is at DJB online, and that's B with two E's. And Fresh Radio is at Real Fresh Radio. Um, as the old people say, I'm on the Facebook as well, but not heavy. <laughs> right. Uh, but but that's Beezus Shuttle work. You probably won't find it. No worries. I'm not on it that much anyway. Right, right, right. Cool. Well, we'll go ahead and get this out, man. We appreciate talking to you. We appreciate the opportunity to connect and be a part of the Fresh Radio family, man. And we're just looking forward to making yes. this thing pop. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll do some things together in the near future as well. And uh, it was great seeing you guys and Philly at the Reach Treatment, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It was dope. It was dope. All right, B. We appreciate it, man. All right, salute. All right, Peace. take care. All right, so that was our interview with the uh, Scratch Mechanic, the one the only DJB. Shout out to Fresh Radio. You heard the announcement. The Can I Kick It podcast will now be featured on Fresh Radio. So make sure you're rocking out with that. And we'll keep you all updated on like the times and the dates and, you know, whenever you can hear it because we're trying to get this thing syndicated and, and, and get as many people listening to this podcast and as many people listening in Fresh Radio uh, as possible. So just make sure you're rocking out with us on all platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Fresh Radio. Definitely. So we figured that it would be really dope to do one of our uh, infamous countdown lists. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily a top five, but just five Philly joints you can't live without. Five Philly songs that you cannot live without. So let me start it off with my five favorite Philly songs of all times. Now, now please, let me say this. Philly hip-hop songs. Philly hip-hop songs, okay, yes. Because if we had opened it up just to music in general, like yeah, that yeah, list Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. No, no, no. I don't think. <laughs> nah, we'd be all I'd day. I'd have to throw some Hall & Oates in there, some Patty. Some, some music, some, uh, <laughs> some, some Marsha. Um, Marsha's not from Philly. <laughs> I mean, she, you would you could say she's from Philly. Like you could definitely, I definitely thought about like floetry should be on the Philly. I mean, mm-hmm. you gotta throw them in there. Like you gotta throw them in there. Okay. All right, so let's get it popping. Five Philly joints that you cannot live without in no particular order. Don't look at my list. In no particular order. Number five for me. Philly's most wanted. Cross the border. <laughs> remix when i tell you when i tell you i love this song so dearly not only i, I was talking about uh one of my favorite neptune's beats earlier but the cross the border remix with philly's most wanted fabulous and Pusha t last name robinson first name stacy i was getting cagney high and getting head from lacy 88 graffiti chicks was still busy. one of my favorite philly records of all times i have to have it um, I gotta listen that's to a good it. Choice. Yes, yes, and Kalise on the hook also. Um, so that's just a dope record. So I just love, love, love that um, that particular song. Um, next on my list, uh, the Roots. Now you're still peeking on my list. Ah. <laughs> I'm curious. No, I want to know if we have any of the same songs. Well, if we do, it's too late now. <laughs> so next on my list. So for my root song, you know, I could pick a million root songs. One million. Um, but I wanted to pick something that I feel doesn't get enough credit of course i could probably say the whole things fall apart album you know never do what they do uh just a million roots records that i could concerto choose of concerto desperado. of desperado R-O-O-T-S, right the flow. right 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 but 
For this one, I wanted to choose something that I feel like does not get enough respect. Now, what is that? Star. That song that's, is so dope. That might be my favorite on the tipping point. Yeah, yeah. I love um, how they took the whole Sly and the mm-hmm. fam- Sly and the Family Stone. I think that's my favorite on the tipping point. So I definitely agree with that choice. Yeah, people don't give that record enough credit. Like the breakdown, the beat, it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so dope. So I love that record right there. Also on my list, Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmare intro. (laughs) When I tell you that record, the way that Meek, this, and Maya, this is before Meek turned into the Meek that we know now. Like, this is. There's no Meek Mill on my list. Well, that's the difference between between (laughs) me and you. (laughs) Just FYI. Just FYI. That's that's where we differ. We're not in danger of duplicating that. When Meek (laughs) says, like, when the beat dropped, he's like, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. Pull up in that SDMO and they thought it was rented. That's one of them records that's that's never going to get old. It's right up there with, like, you're going to be able to play that record in the club 10 to 15 years from now. Just like the Jay-Z classic records that you can play in the club, like right now, mm-hmm. you'll be able to play Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares intro in the club 15 years from now. I promise you. Also on my list, number four on my list. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I think this is probably not on your list, but I think you probably have something close. Kwame's Only You. <laughs> is that on your list? It is not, but that's a good choice. Okay, so Kwame's Only You, I think it's a dope record because it kind of like defines a certain era of hip-hop, like that 88, 89, um, when hip-hop was just so fun and it was just so everybody was having a good time. Kwame was rapping about... You know, we've been together for some time and I've been experiencing some kind of feelings that's changed and rearranged for the better. And I hope that you've been feeling the same way and pray that you ain't running game. Hey... Just what do you have to say? Only you can make me do the things that I want to do. And you had to have the ill spelling. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm stuck to you just like crazy glue. Call me up a little rendezvous. Like that right the there. genius. Right. I heard somebody mention, I can't remember what I was listening to, but somebody was like mentioning Con- uh, um, Kwame in the conversation. In a disparaging way. Yeah. Like, like what, what was that? Do you remember what that was? It was the Onyx interview. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I was like, that was rude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think Onyx, they were talking to Nori, right? Right. Yeah. Like, they were like dissing Kwame and putting like him in like the week or like he was yeah, black. Like, like, Kwame was popping. Like, he was and lit. And Kwame had lyrics. And he just was, he was dope. Like, he created a whole style. Like, that whole polka dot, uh, 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 the silk polka dot shirts with the house pants and the patent leather shoes. Like, that wasn't... That's Definitely not, a moment. Yeah, that was like a corny hip-hop. Like, that wasn't nothing corny hip-hop. Like, that was like... That was the real deal. That was that was the culture. Like, granted, Onyx was probably like robbing dudes and slashing <laughs> their faces back in them days. That's not everybody's reality. Right. Sticky. Fredro. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I ain't really take too kind of that. But, you know, I think Kwame definitely contributed a, a lot. Um... You know, but I think once Biggie said, your style is played out like Kwame and I'm effing polka dots. I mean, it definitely was a moment. Yeah. It wasn't... um, But he he had... Like, his songs are dope. Like, his songs weren't like... His songs are kind of timeless. Yeah, they they definitely stand the test of time. Like, they're not like Ice Ice Baby. You know what I'm saying? Like... No, 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 no. They're actually... Kwame was the real deal. Right. So, Kwame Only You, number four. Number five on my list of Philly songs that I cannot live without is probably... 
over the years, I have decided that it is my favorite hip hop song of all times. Somebody asked me one time if I could have one song played at my funeral, what would it be? They were talking musically. I was only thinking about hip hop, but I said this song and it's got to be freeways. What we do is wrong. I think that record well, is. I'm not gonna play that at your funeral. Just so you. Know, I'm just because... saying he was the, the guy asked me like one. What we do around here in the house of the Lord is right. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that song right there, I just think everything about no, this song is perfect. Philly. Yeah, it's it's so perfect. Every verse, every lyric, every like if Jay beat. wasn't on it, it might be the most Phillyest right, song. Right, 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 right. Like you definitely could have put like like took Jay off and put like somebody else from Philly on that joint. Or just had you know. Blink, uh, uh, beans and freeway, beans and freeway, like changing, exchanging verses um, on that drum. But I, I, over the years, I think what we do has probably become top two, three favorite hip hop songs of all time. There's never a time that you don't want to hear that. Never, there's never Ever. a time that it, you know, just doesn't resonate and just like give you like the feel goods. It sums up everything that hip hop should be. Like it's just such a feel good, great song. So mm-hmm. uh, that's my list, top five. Philly hip hop songs that I can just not live without. We're so different. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> you got some, I can't live you got without. Some cool C on your list. Just like, let me. Oh, can let I, me, let, me, let, me, let me just run my list. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to say what I'm about to say because I know that something regarding what I'm going to say is on your list, and I'll just say it then. How about that? Okay, just yeah, chill. Number five. I'm going backwards because mine are in order. Of course. <laughs> um, number five. Schoolie D, PSK. Mm, right. Like, this song is, is so important. It's not, not just to Philly hip-hop, but to hip-hop in general. It's the first gangster rap song ever it's made. It's the first gangster rap song, and it just provided, um, like, a blueprint or, like, a style for, mm-hmm. like, songs that we would love in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ice-T will tell you that he was influenced by right. Schoolie D's PSK. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, like, Biggie... Uh, kind of reimagining it. B.I.G. is making this cream. Exactly. This king we're making that green. People always say, what the hell is that mean? People, the people who can't understand. A one whole boy became a man. As for the way you scream and shout, one by one, I'm knocking out. Schooly D. Mm-hmm. Parkside Killer. Uh, number four. Glamorous Life. Cool C. Hmm. Now, it didn't end well for him. But... <sighs> This song, when I was like in grade school, like used to make me so hype. Like used to make me so hype. Ooh, ooh. Can I just say every now and then, I just maybe like once or twice a year, the thought crosses my mind. Like, what was what was Coolsy thinking when they robbed that bank? Like, gotta I really get the wish cash, you, gotta get the dough. Yeah, I really wish they didn't rob that bank, man. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate and really yeah. tragic. Um, but nevertheless. He has a timeless classic. Mm-hmm. Um, cool C, Glamorous Life. Um, number three for me was a tie. It wasn't a tie. <laughs> you just wanted to slip in an extra no, joint. No, it's actually okay. a tie. Like they are, le- they are literally equal. Okay, sure. In my eyes, right. and that is Freeway, Beans and Jay, What We Do, mm-hmm. tied with. Three times dope, funky dividends. I knew that was going to be on the list. So that leads me to my to what I want to say about three times dope. Three times dope. Funky dividends is one of my favorite hip hop songs. I know. Ever. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I definitely know. Um, cousin Dwayne, you know, I always have to intertwine a, a story about cousin <laughs> Dwayne. So cousin Dwayne introduced me to uh, three times dope's music, and 
they don't get enough credit. I'll say that first and foremost. They do not. Um, but EST, like his style was just so dope. He was just so cool. EST was killing it. Um, just the entire group. Like I really, really, and I really, that was going to be my extra one. Like Funky Dividends was going to be my plus Funky one. Funky Dividends is one of my favorite songs, period, yeah, of all time. Yeah, Funky Dividends was going to be my plus one. Um, just because it's an all-time dope record, and like a lot of that stuff still applies to this day. Now I said it once before, and I'ma say it again. Best believe you won't receive no dividends. Now I said it once before, and I'ma say it again. Best believe you won't receive no dividends. Work. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind giving my girl something or any woman for that matter they need it. But love shouldn't be used as a personal visa card on a strip. It's the same way you're trying to get somebody who can be God. Murphy's law is still in effect. Ain't that right, Wood? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of the stuff that EST was rapping about applies. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a man of the world. I've been out here. <laughs> I ain't always been married. <laughs> No, when you go to church, like, I ain't always been saved. <laughs> I ain't always been married yet. <laughs> well, definitely Funky Dividends, Three Times Dope, tied with what we do, Freeway Beans and Jay. Mm -hmm. um, number two, The Roots. And again, you could really pick so many different Roots songs. Yeah. But for me, if I had to really sit there and think about my favorite Roots song, is going to be The Silent Treatment. Really? It's going to be Silent Treatment. So I didn't put my favorite Roots song on on the list because it features um common um but i mean what we do features jay right 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 but i'm saying i had so many other roots on that i could have yeah. chose from that i didn't want to just throw that out there and kind of waste my silent treatment is one of the rootsiest root songs mm -hmm. it's like you know at the beginning where it kind of all started yeah but like silent treatment was the first song that made me like fall in love with the roots mm. um it's I can never get tired of hearing that song. So number two for me is Silent Treatment, The Roots. Number one. Uh oh, I'm trying to think. What I'm trying to think what your number one Philly hip hop song would be. Hmm. Guess. I'm thinking. <laughs> it's not Bahamadia. Nope. Um. Oh, duh. Oh, I should have changed my list. Oh, too late. I should have changed my list. Too. And you know what? Too I, late. I need a. I need a plus bye one. Bye. No, no, I need a plus one. Your, nah. Yours is Jazzy Your Jeff. List and the, is yours over. is Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. But I don't know what song. It's Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Rock the house. That is my jam. All right, so my plus one, because you said I can't get one, but I'm taking one anyway. You, like your list is already over. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just throwing this this is an addendum. Like this is a this is a celestial addendum. Oh. I just made that up. So brand new funk. It should have been on my list. Okay, but your list is over. I'm just this is just an after it wasn't. <laughs> this is for this is just like the appendix. You didn't even pay homage to the you're Fresh right. Prince. No, 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 no. You're right. But no, I, I thought about this. I had I had thought about this adding this to my list earlier this week when we talked about Y'all better stop acting like Will Smith slash Fresh Prince wasn't out here doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Brand new funk is definitely it, it should have been on be a gangster. You should have seen the people dancing and shaking and moving and jumping and spinning and clapping while the beatbox is grooving and screaming and yelling all over microphone. I was flowing. Fresh brother was showing the people say yo. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tied brand new funk with Kwame. How about that? It's gonna be a tie. I mean, you had a tie, so and I'm sure you have a plus one too. So, no, you don't have a plus one. I do not. Okay, that well, is you, my list. All right, well, you had a tie, so I'm gonna add 
brand new funk yeah, to my list. Fact, after you see my list. Nah, 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 nah. nah. But no, because I thought about it. I just when I actually wrote my list down, I forgot mm-hmm. to put it up there. So anyway, brand new funk and Kwame are tied on my list now. So there you go. Now, Rock the House is is my jam. Gotcha. Like you got Ready C on there going off. Um, now do Sanford and Son. Don't 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 don't. Right. It's like the whole thing. Like it gets me so hype. Mm-hmm. So hype. Um, and when I found that on vinyl. That was a win that day for me. So, mm. like, how you not gonna have him on a Philly list? I know. I didn't. Uh... Hmm. You sh- what you should have done is bumped mm-hmm. Meek Mill. <laughs> that's mm. what you should have done. Well, <laughs> that's kind of disrespectful. Well, it's a good thing this can be edited. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah, the people will never even nah, know. <laughs> nah, <The> people. <laughs> Don't make me go on a smear I'm a, campaign. I'm going to scratch it up, flip it, and reverse it. And <laughs> Nah, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to live in that meek decision. Nah, meek will never even be heard from. I, meek who? Nah, nope. I don't know what you're talking about. Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince is on my list. Is nah, nah, is. nah, don't do that. All right, so now that we got our top five Philly joints, the last thing that we have to do for this episode, we got to get it popping with the reminisce list, man. So, reminisce uh, on the list. We have. So for the reminisce, this is a list uh, of things or a thing that we miss about uh, hip hop culture or just about music in general. So I'm going to let each rock rock it out and then I got mine. I just going to be popping too. Is it though? It is though. <laughs> All right. Um, on the reminisce list today, something that I miss in music is the gospel thank you interlude. The gospel thank you interlude. Like you know Let's how break R&B that down. singers would always, it would just be like a little interlude. Faith would do it. Mary would do it. Like all the all the R&B 90s chicks oh. had the, you know, let me blow real quick for the Lord. Oh. But it wasn't a full song. It would just be a little interlude leaving into, and usually it was them thanking God for blessing this wonderful R&B project. Right, right. You don't remember the gospel thank you interlude? Yeah, no, no, I got you. I got you. Like I could, I'm, you know, I'm not a singer, so I can't break them down, but I'm like several come to mind. Right. Faith has done plenty of them. Mary has done plenty of them. The gospel thank you interlude all right that's a pretty good entry into the reminiscent the catalog of reminisce lists mm-hmm. so my entry to the reminisce list is for everybody who has grown up listening to like the radio over the years and they have like favorite radio personalities so we were talking to djb and i touched on um some of the people that kind of inspired me to do radio and he talked about some of the people who inspire him to do radio so mm-hmm. i want to send a huge 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 reminisced list entry for the radio dj who had a sign off when he got off of the air every day so a lot of times you listen to people on the radio now and they just get off the air and they just be like bye or peace out but when we were talking to b we were talking about kj holiday so if you don't know who kj holiday is he's like um he was rest in peace probably one of my favorite or he was one of my favorite uh radio personalities and every time he got off the air he would say i'm going home to do what it is that i do best and i would always wonder as a kid what in the hell is he going home to do but you know what he does best what he does best i had no clue what he could have been going home to play Nintendo. <laughs> he could have been going home to like lay some bricks. 
I had I thought no, you were going to say something. See, else. you never know. See, that's what made it so dope. So for every radio personality and everybody who listened to the radio, um, because I've been inspired by some really, really dope radio personalities like Alvy Silk and the Buddha Brothers, um, just at, like Soul Ranger, just everybody like who's done radio or listened to radio. Like Soul Ranger, I don't know if you were in Virginia when Soul Ranger was there, but he would have his thing like in the middle of his mix show. He would just be, he would get on the mic and he would tell everybody to go to their front porch and porch and turn their lights on. And he would like turn them off, turn them on, turn them off. Turn them on, and people would actually like. It was like when you do the honking. Exactly, that's where I got it from. Woo-hoo. That's exactly where I got it from. Pace. Yeah, that's what I like about you. So, um, you know, just all of the dope radio personalities who really just have something like a catchphrase or just like a way that they close their show with, because I think that makes you super dope. So that's my entry to the reminisce list for all my radio heads out there. Honk your horns, turn your lights on. Go home, do what it is that you do best. Uh, uh, what was the Albie Silk joint called? The um, who's on the line? Who's on the, the line? There's a name to it. The uh, roll call. Roll call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The roll call. So just like everybody out there who remembers, like when radio was like really, really radio, and it was really dope, and everybody just had something different to offer. So that's my offering to the reminisce list for all my radio heads out there. Word up. All right, we're going to close it up. We're going to close it out. That's it for this episode of the Can I Kick It podcast. You know, you can hit us on all our social media. Make sure you like us. Make sure you subscribe. We're on Instagram at Can I Kick It podcast. On Facebook at Can I Kick It podcast. On Twitter, we are at Can I Kick It show. Um, we everywhere. We also on Fresh Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you need us to be, we there. So make sure you check it out, share it, and holler at us. All right, chill. Peace.